puncher right there. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um... All right, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back to your gym crush with Andy and Kendall. What's up? Hey, hey now. So this episode, we're going to talk about how to measure progress in ways that are not weight loss, um, specifically like scale related um, weight loss. Um, so we're going to talk about other ways that you can track progress without using a scale. Um, so we're going to talk about why the scale is kind of a hard tool to use to base progress off of why it's a lot of, there's a lot of variability with it, things like that. And then other ways to measure progress aside from using a scale. Um, So we have a lot of ideas here. You guys also provided a lot of ideas. We're going to list off um, a few of your goals and things that motivate you to work out um, at the end of the episode. I'm so So excited for that part. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to like share (laughs) some of our listeners stories and stuff and what their goals are. Um, there's some really good ones. Everyone's good, but some of them are really, really funny um, and awesome. All right, team. So yeah, this episode, what's all about, you know, this is about finding alternatives to measure progress because looking at the scale fucking sucks sometimes. Sometimes we, you know, it can be deceiving. It can be lying. Um, and it just isn't always going to be the best measure for progress because we can't always rely on it. So um, let's kind of take a dive into why the scale is a hard tool to base progress off of. Um, first and foremost, Kendall, do we weigh ourselves? Um, I do have a scale and I do weigh myself. Not every day. It's not like a daily activity, but (laughs) occasionally, yes, I do weigh myself. Yeah, I also, do I? Um, I also have a scale. Um, I don't, I don't even remember the last time I stepped on it. It's actually a really expensive, like Fitbit scale. I, I went, I went in on it. I, it's like 150 oh, yeah. bucks. It's a nice one. It's really nice. I don't know why I got it, but I, I did. I was really into, big into Fitbit, but now I have an Apple watch. So the tides have turned. Um, My mom has one of the Fitbit one. And sometimes I'll step on it when I'm at home and she'd be like, did you get on my scale today? Cause it like sinks to her app. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> you're like oops um it's a cool scale scale um yeah, but yeah cool. so i haven't so i don't i have regularly weighed myself in the past although currently i do not um it really depends on like what i'm trying to track um and right now i'm not trying to track any weight loss i'm not really concerned about weight gain or anything so um but i think that's been like a it's been a process for me because when I was in high school, I used to be a lot heavier. Um, and I, I lost a significant amount of weight when I went to college. Uh, and a lot of that didn't even come down to me trying necessarily. It was just a habit change. So like in high school, I would eat, 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 eat. Um, and then in college, I just didn't eat as much. You know, I had more control of what I was eating and was going to the dining halls and was walking around a lot around campus. And I just didn't, I just didn't, eat as much as I did. I don't think when I was a kid um, and there wasn't much of a need to, cause I wasn't playing like football and trying to be offensive lineman. Um, so yeah, I just lost a lot of weight. And then between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I lost even more weight. And 
um yeah it was just like a whole thing and then i came back my sophomore and i was like i had lost a lot of weight it was crazy i essentially in the span of a year i had lost like 80 90 pounds kind of crazy but yes anyway um how was your um, relationship with the like when you weighed yourself yeah i don't i don't think i had the best relationship with it if i'm being completely honest i don't think i did because i would go through periods where i was withholding food for myself so like the summer between my freshman and sophomore year i would intentionally not eat like all day long and then i would only eat dinner when my like mom and dad got home from work and they were like here's dinner and i'll be like, okay i'll eat this so i'd go like the whole day without eating anything that's like the whole summer like all day long mm-hmm. yeah it was not not the best <laughs> what'd you say i said breakfast is always my favorite meal um right when i get up i'm like what's my first meal <laughs> um yes but yeah i guess my relationship like with this scale has been I mean, I've always been relatively thin. I think that both of us do have a privilege talking about what we're talking about today, being that we both are thin um, and coming from like kind of a thin privilege perspective. Um, so just acknowledging that here and um, just kind of giving our perspective on like other ways that you can measure progress that aren't based on your weight. Um, but I, I have mentioned before that I like gained like 20 pounds my like sophomore junior year and I did I had a scale then too and I did weigh myself and I would be disappointed with the weight that I saw on the scale but I didn't necessarily like restrict food or anything like that my I lost that weight when I started just my behavior change class I took in undergrad, I started like cooking my meals myself instead of eating out as much. And it's just like behavior change that was felt normal. It made me feel good. Um, so it wasn't like an unhealthy relationship, but it did when I did step on the scale, I felt disappointed. Um, and maybe it did like kind of subconsciously d- um, dictate my decisions throughout the day. But I think that now my relationship, I just get on and it's just, it's like, a, I'm curious and um, I've kind of maintained my weight for like a long time now. So it doesn't really fluctuate too much, which yeah. we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about the fluctuation a little bit more. We both have diff- different stories with the scale. And, you know, nowadays after that weight loss, like I've, I've put more weight back on and have been lifting more and like eating more and you know, that was definitely a unique, it was hard because I think that that once again ties into, I had just come out. So I come out the end of my freshman year and like, that was that summer and it was just really stressful. Like a lot of things were hard. So I felt like one way for me to like get more control in my life was to restrict my diet. Um, and that's what I did. So definitely, I don't, I mean, I know for a fact, it was not a very healthy period of my life. Um, I don't think I made the healthiest decisions, but I think that when I became more comfortable with in my own skin and more comfortable with myself, um, and more confident than along that process, I was able to get, you know, healthier eating habits, a healthier relationship with the scale, which I would say I have now, um, and just healthy relationship with fitness and everything in general has been a lot better going through, you know, the fire and trials and tribulations with it. Um, mm-hmm. yes. All right. Well, now that we're done talking about ourselves with that, let's get into, you know, more information about why the scale is not the best 
thing to base you know progress off of um so there is a difference between losing weight so the number that you'll see on the scale and losing fat so i think that i mean a majority of people who are trying to lose weight are isolating that weight to fat loss or they, they want to ideally however um you can't just magically control your body and say okay every pound i lose is gonna be fat some of that weight might be water some of that weight might be i don't even know like i'm sorry it could be muscle some of that weight could be you know feces based on the day like there's different there's different things yeah especially if you're losing if you're weighing yourself and you are like severely restricting what you're eating um a lot of your weight loss probably is one water and then it could also a lot of it probably is muscle especially if you're not um if you're not on a weight training regimen or you're not eating enough protein a lot of that weight is most likely muscle in addition to some fat um but yeah losing weight does not necessarily equate losing fat um so just because the number on the scale goes down doesn't mean that yeah, you weigh less, but doesn't necessarily mean that you have less fat. Yeah. And the number on the scale could, could stay the same. And then you could be losing fat and then gaining muscle and you don't even know. So it's like this body recomposition that you're going through, um, based off of whatever exercise program and nutrition program that you're following. So there's, there's little things to it where that number, it's just, it's deceiving. So, you know, and, and also weight just fluctuates on the daily. Like you can, have your weight fluctuate five to six pounds a day, depending on what you eat and drink and your exercise habits. Um, one day you could, you know, just sit down, eat and drink and, you know, have alcohol, maybe get a little bloated It is what it is. And then the next day you could, you know, really limit your diet or something and you could exercise a lot, a lot, um, and you'd lose a lot of water or whatever. So you would just have the poundage can just go, it can just fluctuate from day to day. And that is not like your actual, content of your body necessarily like it's not like the actual composition of your body that is being altered it's just things that are going through that little tube that runs from our mouth all the way out of out our butthole <laughs> <laughs> and some sweat and some water and stuff that goes out the yeah yeah and it's normal and it's inevitable and it's going to happen that your weight will fluctuate every day um and there's a lot of different things that can impact this weight fluctuation so if you're more stressed if you didn't sleep well women if you're at um in a certain phase of your menstrual cycle um you'll hold more water weight um acute stress from exercise actually depends if you're i mean if you exercise really hard and sweat a lot and you didn't replenish that water that maybe you lost some water weight through stress, but also exercise is a stressor and it does cause acute inflammation in the body. And it's a good thing. It's um, so every time you exercise or you strength train, you cause little micro tears in your muscle fibers and it causes inflammation and then your body really repairs itself. So during that healing process, you do retain more fluid. So especially if you're new to weight training or you're trying a new type of training, or you're increasing your intensity in your training and you feel super sore the next day, your body is going to retain more fluid for that healing process that you just put your body through um, with that workout, whatever you were doing. Another thing that exercise does when you are lifting more, um, you are, the more you lift, the more glycogen storage 
that you create. We talked about this in the difference between men and women lifting, how men start out with more glycogen stores, but women can increase that with training. So as you are lifting more, you have more glycogen storage, which binds with water in order to be stored. So in result, you are also storing more water from that increase in glycogen storage. So the more lifting you do, more glycogen storage you have, the more water you also retain. Um, and it's just a part, it's normal, it's just your body doing its job at the end of the day. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, as we are like, you know, weight can fluctuate, you know, and if we are losing weight, so let's say, you know, we have been going on some program of some sort and we've been losing weight. Well, you know, we have these like metabolic adaptations. So our basal metabolic rate will decrease as we have an increase in weight loss. So the more weight we lose, the harder it is to lose weight because we are getting into this like starvation mode where our body is telling us to hold on to weight. It wants us to keep weight because um, based off of homeostasis and survival, um, we want to be at a set weight. We want to not, you know, lose all this weight. Um, so it makes sense for survival. Like if you were, imagine you were out stranded in the desert and you are, you know, you don't have anything to drink, to eat. You're going to start losing weight. Your body's going to say, wait, 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 we need to hold on to this stuff. So that's kind of how it works in terms of a weight loss situation as well. Um, you know, it's normal metabolism isn't damaged. It's just that we're going to have a slowing down of our metabolism and, um, how we are burning fats and carbs and everything as we lose weight. Um, so that's important to keep in mind as the numbers might not be as steep as we progress into a weight loss. So that scale isn't always telling the yeah, truth. And I don't, yeah, I don't want that to be like a deterrent. Um, I mean, it's just, it's normal for your body to do that as you lose weight, your metabolic, your basal metabolic rate also decreases. And it's just, something that is normal that happens. And luckily it's only one component of your metabolism. So you have a lot of other things that affect your metabolism too, as well as like what you, your thermic effect of, effect of food, your exercise, your just daily activity um, also plays into your metabolism. So just because your basal metabolic rate decreases doesn't mean that your metabolism is just screwed. All right, team. So now that we like debunked how cool the scale is let's get into how cool other things are about tracking progress that don't even include the scale we don't need to see these numbers at all um so this actually this episode is actually inspired by Syat fitness so that um he's a little guy on instagram he's awesome i mean awesome i've only listened to a couple of things but he's been recommended to me i know a lot of people follow him so give him some yeah, i've followed credit. him for a long time actually yeah um i followed him for a while and i've watched like some of his youtube videos and stuff he has good stuff um, yeah, you can good stuff. follow him on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, so we like looked at his list. We made our own list. We looked at our lit followers and stuff, and we combined this amazing <laughs> array of ways that you can track your progress that is not related to the scale. So let's get off with this list. So um, one of the cool one I think that I love to do is a track attendance slash consistency. So who in the world is like? Oh yeah. If like I sign up to go to the gym or if I have a camp booked or if I'm going to like, or if I see someone there, I have to like, I have my trainer there or there's like accountability buddy. Like I have to be there. Who is like super like into attendance and showing up every day. Cause I am. And that's a big motivator for me. Um, like asking yourself one big thing for me is when I go to sleep at night, I ask myself like, I like reflect on my day and I'm saying, was it my ultimate day? Did I do the best things for me? Did I work out today? And 
I want to go to sleep every night saying, yes, I did work out or I moved my body or I did something because nine times out of 10, if I don't, then I just, I feel like super lazy and sluggish and I don't have the best mood about it. So I love being able to say, yes, I did work out today. Yes, I went to run. Yes, I went to the gym. Yes, I worked out. Yes, I hiked that mountain. Um, and that's something that's really big for me is that attendance and that consistency and keeping that going. I think it's also a good idea, like along those lines to keep a, do you have like a calendar or a planner that you keep? Just like make a little mark in your planner. Um, I used to have that in my notebook every day. I would write down like, did I work out today? Yeah, what did I do? I lifted legs whatever. I didn't like go into everything I did, but, um, I think that's just like a fun way to track. And then you can look back throughout your, all of your months and say, Oh, look at my consistent consistency. It got a lot better. Or, um, you can just kind of keep yourself, keep yourself accountable. Um, and then you start to form, it becomes a habit, especially like if you're tracking it and you hold yourself accountable every day to make that track, um, you, form the habit. And so it's just something that becomes a part of your day. Um, and so you don't make as many excuses. You plan the time for it in your day. Um, little things that pop up, they don't like discourage you. You're like, oh, I'll, since this popped up today, I'll just cancel my workout. Um, it just kind of becomes a part of your flow, a part of your routine and your rhythm. Um, yeah. So it's another way to kind of flows along with the attendance and consistency, just making less excuses. Yeah. So when, once you make it a habit, you're making less excuses, you're getting shit done. And then when you're getting shit done consistently enough, we can start to track some other things like maybe you're lifting more weight at the gym. So yeah, you can look at the barbell, you can look at the dumbbell, you can see the number on the side. Maybe one day you're squatting the barbell, 45 pounds. The next week you put a five pounder on each side. Boom, boom. Do the math there. That's five times two. That's 10. That's 55 pounds. That's 10 more than the 45. And you can track your progress as you go. Um, and maybe like, you know what? Tracking weight's not the thing for me. How about I track my rep count? So you're doing 10 reps one week. The next week you're doing 15. Those increases in the volume of what you're lifting, that's going to be strength gains. That's going to be um, encouraging. And that's going to be just tangible things that you can track along the way. So super duper cool in my perspective my mindset yeah and i think we talked a lot about exercise like progression and progressive overload in our previous episode about um program your own lifting um routine so make sure you go back and look at those if this is something that you are really looking to do um but yeah definitely track your workouts i like using google sheets but um yeah so keep track of that stuff it's encouraging and you can see your progress across a period of time. Um, something else that also can um, come as a result of just exercise and being more active is that you feel, you actually feel less fatigued. As long as you're um, scheduling your intensity like appropriately, you're not just running yourself into the ground with your exercise. Um, if you are exercising a reasonable amount every week, you will start and you're being consistent every week, you'll start recovering from your workouts better. You'll be able to work out more um, intensely. You'll be able to increase the weight in those reps. Like we just talked about your duration, maybe the number of days that you're working, um, but you'll just recover better. You'll feel less fatigued. You won't feel as sore. Um, so yeah, um, a couple other ways to uh, measure your progress without a scale is to feel that you just start feeling more confident when you are both inside and outside of the gym. I know I've kind of talked about this um, a couple of times before about feeling more confident specifically in like the weight section. Um, but I just find that 
with that increase, the more you do something, the more regular it becomes. It just feels natural when you're doing it and you don't feel like a baby horse that was just born <laughs> and like trying to walk around. <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but you just, you gain that confidence and you just like exude it um, both inside and outside of the gym. So like when I know as I've kind of progressed in my fitness journey and become a coach and stuff like that I am more going outside of the gym as well and I think that pretty much all of my friends could probably speak to that um but you just you have better posture you just are more projective with your voice you'll go up to people that you probably wouldn't have had the confidence to go up to um previously so you have you're more willing to approach people and you just have more confidence. I don't know. It makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of what kind of builds into that too is, you know, as you are being active um, in training or whatever you're doing, as you're moving, you're able to maintain and to gain ability. So that ability to, you know, move freely and pick up things and have a good range of motion. Being physically active is something that can help you with that help you be able to perform the activities of daily living that we often overlook. Um, So that can help build into your confidence. That can just help you live your life. Um, And that's something that you can measure. So like if you are someone who has limited mobility or range of motion, maybe you're working out and you're like, wow, now I can touch my toes or wow, now I can lift my hand back behind or over my shoulder and back behind my head. And like, you can just you, you might be able to lift up a boxes and take them into your apartment. Like you will gain ability and you'll maintain ability until later ages in life. So that's something that's so cool to see, especially for like older clients that I've worked with. And just, you know, we have this one client at Burn that I train. Um, her name is Alva. I'm just going to give her a little shout out. She's awesome. Um, and she comes in every freaking morning Every day she walks in, I'm like, Alva, how you doing? She's like, oh, I'm well. And then I'm like, yes, Alva, yes, you are. You're here, that's for sure. 5.30 in the morning, she gets, she shows up, she works out. She has slowly but surely improved her form. Um, she's able to lift for longer periods of time, that endurance. So she's really doing all these things of progress that we're talking about. And the scale is not even in the picture for her. So I just love that. Yeah, I think one of the like my favorite parts of being a coach is watching people improve their activities of daily living, improving their form, and then it also translates over into improving just their quality of life. So you'll you sleep better, your mental health is better, you're less stressed. It's a great way to relieve stress. Um, those were a lot of things that people listed off. A lot of you listed off in your responses to our stories, and I think yes, a hundred percent. I'm just reiterating them here. So improving quality of life overall, whatever that means for you, um, exercise helps with that. There are just great ways, like (laughs) even some things that we haven't talked about where you're like, you know what, I've noticed this or that or the other. That's another way that you can measure progress. That's something that can hold you accountable for yourself. Um, And I I want I want you as a listener to be an explorer of ways that you can measure progress that help benefit you and help keep you in a positive mindset and really help reinforce being active as opposed to like making working out or healthy habits or active habits more of a like a chore or something that's really hard to you know it seems insurmountable um but yeah and i mean are you do you want to kind of talk about now what our listeners have to say i'm really i just want to get to our listeners i'm so happy 
Okay. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, I was just going to reiterate that this is not an exhaustive list. And I think that we kind of harp a lot on lifting and like cardio. We teach a lot of high intensity classes, but those are not the only way to exercise. Walking is a form of exercise, yoga, stretching, all of that um, can also have the same benefits. So I just want to kind of plug that real quick but yeah definitely let's get to our listeners responses okay so some of your goals that you had which were amazing um there were a few like more exercise accomplishments um so a lot of people had um goals of doing an unassisted pull-up which i love that is also a goal for myself um push-ups from your toes i'm also trying to increase the number of push-ups i can get from my toes um I love, yeah, pull-ups and push-ups, I think are a huge one for a lot of people. Um, just being able to, something about being able to lift your own body weight is like very empowering. Um, another one is just lifting heavier, um, squatting heavier. I think one person, their goal is to squat 150 pounds, um, correct muscle imbalances, which is awesome. We talked about that a little bit in our programming episode. Um, yeah, squatting heavier, benching heavier. Um, my girl, Catherine Herring, she wants to bench 95 pounds. She's at 80 pounds right now. So you are well on your way, girlfriend. Um, so keep doing you. Keep benching. <laughs> yeah. And um, so one of my friends from high school, Isaac, so he uh, loves to go to raves and stuff. And he's, a, he's an amazing dancer. And his goal is to be able to like dance longer than five minutes to be able to like maintain the dance and the party and the fun the whole time because i was i was with him when i i went home recently and i was able to spend some time with him and he was like showing me all these cool dance moves and like breaking things down for me like damn isaac you're such a badass but you know it was frustrating for him because like yes you it's exhausting dancing how intense he does is exhausting and he just wants to keep doing it all fucking night long so exercise and being active you know dancing in your free time doing a lot of stuff that's amazing and it will help it's another thing that you can focus on as a goal and something you can achieve so super cool yeah we're here for a good time and a long time oh yeah um now we're gonna talk about <laughs> things that motivate our listeners to work out that are not necessarily just goals but just things that are just fun for them that make working out fun um so i'm just gonna start off with carol clark uh, who is inspired by uh, Kendall and I because we're amazing. So I just want to start the ball rolling with that one. Um, and then <laughs> some more ones that we had is uh, mental toughness, mental health, stress reduction, endorphins flowing. We already mentioned these before as like those little things that are things that we can measure progress. But for sure, like, you know, getting stronger just mentally and having that mental health and all the positive vibes and energy running through it. Um, one of my former students actually messaged Kindle <laughs> his response. And I was like, <laughs> not messaging me, um, but that's okay. Uh, what are some other ones that we have Kindle? Um, help manage back pain. I really liked this one because I think that people that have back pain, they're like, Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't exercise. I shouldn't. Lift. Yes. And that's not true. Um, and so I love that um, one of my friends, she said that she uses yoga and strength training to help manage her back pain and it helps with it. Um, so don't let that be a deterrent. Um, some other ones being healthier than yesterday, improved sleep, um, focusing on hydrating, feeling good through hydration, um, feeling both the feeling you get both during and after a workout. Yes. 
Yes, both during and after. During yeah. the feeling of hell, oh my gosh, everything's gonna, everything's falling, <laughs> and then afterward, the afterward, the feeling of phew, so happy that's over. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Um, finding out what my body is capable of, um, using fun workouts to motivate you, fun music, hype yourself up before, um, going with a plan that is always so oh wait wait wait, to me wait. When I go. let me interrupt you, Kendall. What? What's your favorite workout song? Go. Oh God. <laughs> you don't know okay, it. So I I don't have like a specific one. Oh, I like I do. listening to Throwback. Okay, what is yours? <laughs> Mine is Runaway You and I, Galantis. It's easily number one. It's great. Gets me in the vibe. I also love Kanye for working out. Um, but yeah, Runaway You and I, no matter when or where, if I hear that song play, I fucking I take off. <laughs> I like listening to your bd playlist yes i have my playlist best day ever <laughs> wink um anyone wants to follow it on spotify <laughs> please do bde um it has a really good all of hype up songs hype up yeah like lit pretty cool yeah. gets me going tell you what gets the juices flowing sorry to interrupt you Ken. i just wanted to i think it's cool to talk about it okay sorry i didn't i didn't i wasn't prepared <laughs> next time <laughs> all right last few we had a lot of responses just we're so popping off really we are um, we're taking being off. able to enjoy outdoor <laughs> being able to enjoy outdoors like outdoor activities more easily i feel that here especially going up into the mountains and doing a hike that little elevation game gets you um my trainers and gym community yes we talked about community um we love to hear that still being able to train at an old age love thinking down the line as long as well as long-term health benefits and disease prevention yes not on our minds now, but it should be. Your yeah. future self will thank you. One thing we probably should have added to our list what as measuring progress is the prevention of disease. I mean, definitely something that we didn't even think about. But like the absence of disease. <laughs> absence of like disease, chronic disease. And all Sign me up. Sign me up. So that's huge. That's definitely something to measure progress. Let's put that right back up in the in the mix with everything else. Everyone, thank you so much for all your feedback and all the helpful stuff. And we love the messages. We're going to keep on asking questions because we're curious and we love hearing from you all. Um, uh, TikTok, TikTok, it's crush o'clock. <laughs> I, I say that at burn all the time. I say TikTok, TikTok, it's burn o'clock. So now I'm just switching it to our podcast. I'm probably not going to say that again, but <laughs> here we go. It's Jim Crush of the Week time, Kendall. Are we ready for it? Ready? You want me okay. to go first? Okay. <laughs> Drum roll. Um, gym Crush of the Week is our favorite way to measure progress. So we've been talking about measuring progress all week. What is Andy and I's favorite way to measure progress? I'll start. Um, my favorite way is to, or my favorite thing, I guess, about measuring progress is improving performance. So we talked about um, tracking and stuff like that. Um, specifically, when I how I've seen this kind of in my life recently is when I moved to Colorado, I came from the East coast of Virginia. So, um, I think Pocosa where I'm from is maybe below sea level. Um, it's basically underwater when it gets a good rainstorm. So from sea level to a mile high, um, that altitude really got me as well as being in, 
um, quarantine for the months previous to moving here um, also impacted. Um, and I was interviewing at F45. And so they were like, oh, come in, take classes for a week, um, meet everyone. And I was like, okay, great. So moved here been here for like a couple weeks and I'm going taking these very high intensity classes and I was kind of like interviewing for the position a little bit too and I'm like literally dying I'm like barely making it through these workouts and I'm like god they probably think that I just have never worked out a day in my life and I'm trying to coach people and since then I can get through work and I'm like hell yeah got through it it was hard but like I felt good the entire time and I felt like I was able to push myself push myself I was able to go through the whole time that I was supposed to so sometimes the sets are really long and I can make it through it um, confidently now and so I think that I have one adapted to the altitude and two um, just improve my performance by being consistent at going to classes Um, and so that is my favorite way to measure progress I just it's not even like a something that I'm necessarily keeping track of. It's just like a feeling that I just feel good. I feel a lot better than I did when I first started. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Um, it's it's kind of funny because when we, Kendall and I were pre- preparing for this, we both had the exact same one, and Kendall won our little thumb of war. Um, so she and gets- you wanted to have two. <laughs> we're both I, the same for each of us like, let's split them yeah so i share but so second everything kendall said um and also one of my favorite things as i mentioned before when we were talking about this is attendance like the habit of showing up let me give you some reason behind this so i just i don't know what it is about me but i, I showing up is like a thing about me so that's just a thing in high school i never missed a single day of high school freshman sophomore junior senior year i legitimately never missed a single day i also never missed a single day of football practice freshman sophomore junior or senior year i never missed a day of indoor uh, track freshman sophomore junior or senior year and i never missed a day of outdoor track freshman sophomore junior and senior those were all three sports that was through the summer that was through the when all the fucking seasons all of them all year long i never miss a single thing it's just a thing about me um you probably don't know it i'm always on time maybe not but i am always there so that's something about me that i'm just able to show up it's just instilled in me so that's like a really big thing for me to measure is did i show up yes or no and it's just that that simple question did i put get my butt in the door yes or no if i'm there i'll get something done if not well then it didn't happen today um so yeah i mean that's something that i love to help measure progress and just that attendance record for myself so keeping track of myself so like i'll set a goal i i like to work out a burn three days a week i like to lift four days a week i can do more but i try my best not to do less and i i don't know i most often hit that goal all the time so i can attest to that see that was a better goal for you i am not as consistent (laughs) in grad school (laughs) in grad school andy used to send our group a snapchat every single morning 6 a.m and (laughs) he would it would be a rise and grind snap every day without failure and it was amazing yeah that was really good he was the 6 a.m'er at the gym yeah Yeah. those people are consistent those people are fucking consistent snaps to them they're the crew. Um, they are. 
So, All right. That's wow. One, yeah. That's our crush of the week. <laughs> we did it. Another episode. Check. Check. <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty much y'all got the gist of this one. Fucking whip that whip that scale out the window. You don't need any more stomp on it. Smash it down. Get your hammer. Hammer time. Break that scale. You don't need it. You know why? Because you are that gym crush and you've got all these other reasons to love yourself and measure progress and we don't need that scale. Am I right? A hundred million percent right. That's right. That's the only number I need to hear for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, peace out.